You're listening to another episode of the Young Investors Podcast, so sit back and relax as myself, Brandon, and my buddy Hamish discuss the latest in the world of finance and stock market investing. Now, a quick reminder before we get into the podcast is that nothing in this podcast should be taken on as personal financial advice. If you're ever unsure about your finances or investing and you need some help, make sure you reach out to a qualified financial advisor. But with all that said, let's get into another episode of the Young Investors Podcast. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode. I I start the podcast the exact same way every single week, don't I? All right, guys, welcome back. Yeah, and then on the off chance that I'm starting the podcast, I start it the exact same way you started. (laughs) Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, But... No, it'll be a good episode today. We are mm-hmm. um, we are doing we're catching up on more earnings yes. releases for Q1 2021. Yeah, we're yeah, right, we're should, right in the thick of it at the moment. We are right in the thick of it. We probably actually we've got a lot of earnings releases. So much so that I think we'll we'll probably take our time and focus on uh, some of the important ones that we always follow. Yes. And then uh, we might just make up the ones that we don't do today next week, I guess, because. Yeah, geez, lots to talk about. We got Tesla, we got Facebook, there's Apple, there's mm. Google. It's it's all the big boys coming out to play. Yeah. Um, the the, the so, next couple of weeks is just always hectic for uh it is. for earnings at yeah. this time of the year. So yeah. We'll we'll do our best to, to go through a few different ones, but also to provide some details on them so we're not just kind of skimming the headlines yep. of ten different businesses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly exactly. Um, no, that's it. So I'm talking about Tesla, you might be talking talking about Facebook and Apple and we'll yes. see how we go on Google. There's another couple of stories we could get to, but um, do you want to jump into it? Yeah, sure. So today's episode is sponsored by ShareSite. Uh, ShareSite is an application you can use to track the performance of your stock portfolio. And it's really good for keeping track of all of the different types of gains that you experience as an investor. So capital gains, dividends. If you have dividend reinvestment plans, then it will do all of those calculations for you. Currency gains, if you're buying shares internationally or you hold foreign currencies, And then the main reason why I've personally been using it for the past four or so years is when it comes to tax time. So ShareSite generates up to 10 different reports that can be used at tax time to easily work out your capital gains, dividend income, and more. And at the moment, you can try ShareSite for free by heading over to sharesite.com forward slash young investors. That's site spelled S-I-G-H-T sharesite.com forward slash young investors. So you can use that link to sign up to a free plan and use it for as long as you want. Try it out. Try out the basic features. And you can also use that link if you want to sign up to a paid plan and get access to the premium features. And if you use that link, you get four months off a yearly subscription. So it's a great deal. Go check it out. Yes, exactly. We should also say that this podcast, <laughs> we might feel a little bit rushed because we are running with quite limited time today. Yeah. Um, but having said that, um, I don't think we should try and rush anything. I think we'll just get through what we do get through um, and then we'll just have to call it and, and come back next week. Um, I agree. When yeah. you have to go. So, are you, are you going to uh, go check out a place? Yeah, I'm going to go look at a a couple of houses Ooh. today. So, Ooh, nice. Yeah. And you're going to buy them all. I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to buy the whole neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, there was some property investor, I think it was in Melbourne. He mm. spent like 20 25 years and he bought something like six five or six uh, properties or five or six uh, pieces of land um, all next to each other so that 
over 20, 25 years, he had the end, the entire end of a street. And then I think he just knocked down all the houses and built a massive uh, apartment <laughs> complex or something. But <laughs> that'll be you. That'll that, be you. Buy, down, buy the whole neighborhood. <laughs> that's uh, that, that's really funny. No, I, I'm actually just looking to um, just, just for a rental at the moment. So, oh, are you? Um, okay. yeah, looking for a bigger space for the studio for uh, YouTube. Okay. And I mean, we spoke about, uh, was it last week or two weeks ago? I'm, I'm building my uh, my podcast studio, Brandon, so that yeah. you have an excuse to, to come down regularly. <laughs> yeah. No, that'd be so cool. You should actually do it. It's probably hard though, because you probably only want to devote one room to YouTube podcasts, that kind of thing. Yeah, no, so I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to, I am looking for a place that has a, a room where I can specifically set up something oh. for, for podcasting. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. I like so it. So we'll, we'll see. I no, like no, it. Nothing confirmed yet. We'll, we'll uh, <laughs> it's in the works. All right. <laughs> it's, all right. Well, we'll see how today goes, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Let's get stuck into it. Tesla. Yeah. Tesla earnings. Um, so I thought the way I kind of like to view Tesla earnings um, is kind of break it down more in terms of their operations first and look at what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then after that, look at the financials. Um, because company like Tesla, they actually don't try and run their business insanely profitable. Basically, they take all the money they make and just pump it back into improving their products and expanding their business and building new factories. That's why I like to focus so much on the operations of Tesla, just Mm. to make sure everything's on track. Um, And there's quite a bit to talk about, even though this quarter was actually decently quiet for Tesla, believe it or not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, guess what? The Model 3 is now the best-selling premium sedan in the world. Wow. Full stop. Full stop. And that's only, that's running off of only two factories too. So, that is quite impressive. Very impressive. So, that, it beats out everything. Beats out BMW 3 Series and Lexus and all like all the other ones. Right. Um, that's so crazy. Is that something that's new for Tesla? Have they Has the Model 3 done that before or is this the first time that it, they've achieved that? It was the best-selling premium sedan in the world in terms of revenue generated. So, in terms of sales, uh, like revenue, uh, but not in terms of units, I think. So, I think it's just gone uh, units, uh, which is pretty impressive. And this is the craziest thing is that uh, Elon is predicting that the Model Y is going to be the best-selling car in the world in 2022, full stop, Jeez. including including trucks, including pickup trucks. And I was just remembering, like, um, I heard somewhere that uh, Ford makes sells over like a million F-150s uh, <laughs> per year, which is going to, man, if they can topple that, that's ridiculous. I'm not sure that might even be the most popular sold car in the world. Or maybe it's not. Maybe it's like a Toyota Camry or something. I don't know. I don't quite know the, the stats on the on the world's best-selling cars. But yeah, that's pretty impressive. The Model Y could be uh, the best-selling car in the world by 2022. So, just mm. next year, that would be insane. That is ridiculous. Do we- Yeah. Do we have- Do we? Can you buy a Model Y if you're in Australia? Because I haven't no, seen- No, you still single- can't. Right. Okay. You yeah. still can't. It's ridiculous. <laughs> They've been making them for over a year now and you still can't get one in, a, in Australia. It's just bonkers. Um, but ours would be coming from the China Gigafactory. So, I Correct, imagine yeah. as the China Gigafactory ramps up Model Y, they'll send some over here. But anyway, um, so as we already knew with Tesla, record vehicle production and deliveries in mm. Q1, which is ridiculous because Q1 is typically a seasonally weak quarter in the automotive industry. So, they manufactured 180,000 uh, cars and they delivered 184 or 185,000 cars, really, if you round up a couple of hundred. Mm. 
Um, and that is very interesting because, well, firstly, it's Q1 and that's seasonally weak and they've just absolutely hammered at home. But also because those numbers do, or the manufacturing numbers do not include any Model S or Model X. So they did not manufacture any customer Model S or Model X vehicles in Q1 because they are getting ready to uh, begin production on the new revised Model S and X, the new and improved model. So that's literally the 180,000 is just Model 3s and Model Ys. That's it. Wow. That's That's it. And S and X is usually like what? Um, uh, Whoa, geez, I can't even remember. 16, 17,000 units a quarter. Right. So it's impressive. I mean, it's nowhere near as many, but it's impressive. It's, uh, um, it is impressive how they've made that transition, how they started with that really premium, well, those two mm. premium models, and now they're really getting into producing quite a large volume of, of the, the their cheaper Model 3 and Model Y cars. But yeah, it's fascinating no, to absolutely. see. They yeah, continue yeah. to impress me. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And it looks like this growth is not going to stop. They've got uh, their two new gigafactories, um, the one in Berlin and the one in Texas, which are going to start production by the end of the year. Um, really ramping up next year, though. Uh, I don't think we should expect anything too amazing out mm. of those gigafactories this year. Uh, in terms of their solar business, so they deployed 92 megawatts of solar, which is up 163% year over year, but up just 7% quarter over quarter. Um, right. 445 megawatt hours of battery storage, which is up 70, this is interesting, up 71% year over year and down 72% quarter over quarter. (laughs) How funny does that read? (laughs) Yeah, that's very strange. (laughs) The only reason for that is it's just a really lumpy number because it just depends on the timing of the uh, large battery projects because really there's not much going on and then they'll finish a massive battery project and then it'll be like, oh my God, storage is amazing. And then it'll go back to not doing much and then- another so it's right. very lumpy like yeah that. and i guess you can't even really rely on the year over year numbers because with some businesses like apple for example their sales are seasonal so q4 mm. is always big so you can kind yeah. of compare q4 to q4 whereas if their sales are kind of dependent on random projects large yeah. projects then you can't even really look at year over year it's kind of it's exactly just, it's, it's always going to be lumpy you might see a 70 percent up one year over year and then down massively year over year. So interesting. Yeah, exactly what we're saying. Yeah, up 71% year over year, down 72% quarter over quarter. So they must have finished a massive battery project last quarter. Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, so the, this next section I've written a whole lot, but really it just comes down to in the US, Fremont is almost finished with the Model Y production ramp. Hmm. Um, Texas is going to be online at the end of the year. China, Model Y ramp continues. Berlin, they're building out that factory and it's going to be online by the end of the year. Um, in terms of autopilot, quick operation update, they're rolling out uh, beta version 9 to the early access full self-driving customers soon. They're running with a vision-only system, so they're not even going to mm. use a radar anymore. They're wow. kicking the radar, just going full vision. I guess it makes sense. That's how we drive. So Elon's very adamant that is the real, that is the true way to get to full AI driving is just vision only. So that's interesting. pretty interesting. Mm. Um, last little bit. Sorry, there is a lot here. Powerwall. Um, demand for Powerwall continues to far exceed the production rate. As a result, what they're doing is they are combining their solar roof or their solar panels with Powerwall to become one product. So if you're getting solar, you're getting a Powerwall. If you're getting a Powerwall, you're getting solar. 
Um, and it's a very interesting reason for that. They were finding that it was very hard to scale that solar roof because everybody's roof and, you know, electrical systems, like all different, it's like a real mishmash. Mm. So they've just decided to make this one product to, to make it really seamless. It says here the quote, um, the quote from Elon was something like, you know, power from solar will only go directly into the power wall, then power from the power wall will only go into the house or into the grid. So it removes the need to touch the circuit breaker. Um, that means that every house looks the same electrically rather than needing to rewire the main panel. So right. So there you go. Um, but uh, that's that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much what's going on operationally yeah. in terms of Tesla. Uh, any thoughts on that? Um, I mean, besides just being incredibly impressed again, it's, uh, it's one of those businesses where for me, and obviously I've said this many times, but like, I can't justify investing in it because the, how Tesla would need to perform is like perfect in order for them to do really well as an investment over time. But at the same time, they continue to perform near perfect or perfectly every single quarter. So I kind of just sit here on the sideline and just am wowed by them. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's just nice to see a business do so well and they're obviously doing a great thing for the world. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think not too long ago I did a, uh, like a discounted cash flow, Hmm. and I was trying to figure out like what, what would the growth rate need to be for Tesla? Um, and I think I came out to something like they'd have to grow cash flows at something like 60, between 50 and 60% um, per year for the next 10 years right. for it to be like fairly valued or mm. something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, this, is, okay. this is going back a couple of months, but it was something ridiculous like that. So yep. it's like, whew. I mean, you know, Elon Musk is the kind of guy that you don't want to bet against him and he could pull it off. But I mean, that is a that is a tall order. <laughs> that, that, that's the thing, right? It's probably not the most likely outcome, which is why it's not looking like an investment to me, but yeah. it's certainly possible. And every now and then a business comes along like a Tesla or an Apple or a Walmart and they do it. So it's not mm. as if it's impossible. Um, so it's it to me, it's not an investment, but it's fascinating to watch when a business just hits the nail on the head year after mm. year, quarter after quarter. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty impressive. I mean, <laughs> I think Tesla's like the fourth largest company in the S and P five hundred now. How insane is that? It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's how much their market cap has gone up over the last couple of years, <laughs> how much their share price has gone up. Um, but yeah, we'll just have to wait and see if they can actually justify it being so, so expensive. But yeah, uh, I'll go through this quite quickly. Financials. So revenue uh, for the quarter, $10.4 billion, up 74% year over year. Uh, of that, $2.2 billion was gross profit. So they don't get to keep mm. much of that, do they? No, <laughs> tough business. Um, yeah. And then from that, $594 million in operating income. And then of oh, that was up 110% year over year. And then of that, oh, $438 million in net income, which is, <laughs> this is kind of funny. <laughs> when <laughs> up, I thought I'd just chuck this in for the lols. Up 2,638% year over year. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, what did you say? They needed 60% growth. Well, they're growing yeah, at 2,000% <laughs> yeah, quarter. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But I mean, how the, it's funny how those percentages can come out like that when you're, you know, when you're playing at numbers so close to zero. <laughs> yeah. It's like their their net income could have been like, uh, could have been like negative. And then it's like four, $4 million. And then it's 438 million. Yeah. And just, it's, it's still stepping up at about yeah. the same rate. 
but it's just the percentage number just looks ridiculous because it's stepped up from like something so small to now 438 million. Yeah, oh <laughs> it's, it's funny as. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, in terms of cash flow, cash flow from operating activities, $1.6 billion. Mm-hmm. However, capital expenditures was the highest it's been in a very, very long while. In fact, mm-hmm. it might have been the highest CapEx ever in a quarter for Tesla. I'm not sure. I have to check that. But $1.3 billion. So, free cash flow, they only kept two, uh, $293 million. Right. Um, and then in terms of uh, just had a look at some balance sheet stats, um, they got $9 billion of debt. Um, and current ratio is not looking too bad. Uh, total current assets, $24 billion, Total current liabilities are $15 billion. So, okay. they're, they're steadying. They're steadying. They're not playing with fire like they were a couple of years ago. No, they're definitely in a better financial position than 2017, yeah. 2018. So, yeah. Yeah, they're looking a lot better. They're producing some positive free cash flow. I don't know what their market cap is at the moment to compare that oh, to. Oh, something ridiculous. What is it, like 600, 600 billion or something ridiculous? Yeah, I'll, like I'll look it up real quick. Let's have a look. Tesla, Tesla 666. Six, oh, six, six. Uh-oh. 666. Watch out. It's about to crash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's a, it's a big market cap for mm. what? A company that's producing Maybe. how much are they just doing free cash flow? 300 million. Maybe a billion over the year. Maybe yeah. two billion. We'll get if we're generous. Two, two, Gen- two, yeah. three billion. Yeah, mm. yeah. It shows you that the work is still ahead of Tesla to justify that, doesn't it? Yeah, but yeah. I mean, if they keep growing at two thousand six hundred percent per quarter. Yeah. Then- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. They'll be there in no time. Nah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that that's Tesla. Honestly, not not a crazy quarter. And mm. even listening to their conference call, usually it's like jam-packed full of things that are like, oh my God, that blows my mind. Not really so this quarter. Kind of just uh, just chugging along, just doing their thing. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I think really towards the end of the year, think, uh, news will start to, to get more interesting with all these gigafactories and new products, Cybertruck and the Model S and X and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. for now, that is Tesla. Mm. All right. Very good. Should we move on? Yeah, for sure. What can... what uh, what what do you want to where do you want to start? Yeah, where should we go? I'm going to start with Apple because I Apple, think Apple okay. was probably the most surprising result that I saw this week. Probably the most surprising result I've seen this year. I think um, Apple came out overnight, didn't it? They did. Yes. Yeah, so I haven't I haven't looked at it. I've got no idea what you're about to tell me. Yeah, so, so this will be interesting. I mean, I- Apple is, again, Apple's another one of those businesses, obviously not in high or massive growth mode like Tesla is, but it's a business that is so big. And for so many years, people have been saying they're done. Like their their growth is slowing down. Maturity. They're a a cash cow. You know, they'll see a few percentage points of growth. They had a nine PE in 2015, which is just ridiculous. Uh, Or 2016. Um, And yeah, this quarter is just Ridiculous. It's ridiculously good. It's kind of unbelievable. So in terms of revenues, the top line they produced for this, well, they report their second quarter 2021 results. (laughs) Thanks, Apple. Uh, $89.6 billion, which was up 54% year over year. Wow. 54% (laughs) growth in revenue for a company producing $90 billion a quarter. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, yeah, people say, oh, but it's year over year. I mean, that's a whole like that was a whole year ago, man. But it's like fifty four percent revenue growth of fifty four percent for yeah. a company that's what one of the biggest companies in the whole world. It's got yeah. like what a two trillion dollar market cap or something crazy yeah, like that. Something ridiculous. Like oh that. my gosh. Yeah, and the even more crazy thing is that it's not being driven. 
it's not being mostly driven by services. Uh, mm. It's actually been mostly driven by product sales. Their hardware sales have really wow. gone into gone parabolic. They've really accelerated. And there's a couple of wow, reasons for that. Insane. But in yeah, terms okay. of some of the specific numbers, um, so their products section out of their revenue produced $72.7 billion, which was up 62% year over year. Oof. So that's where most of the growth came from iPhone sales were up 66% year over year. Computers, so Macs, iMacs were up uh, 70% year over year. Wow. iPads up 79%, almost a hundred percent increase in iPad sales in a single year. And uh, yeah, before I even looked at kind of what Apple described as their reasoning for this ridiculous growth, I mean, I guess I just presumed it was, and, and I'm sure this plays into part of it, is maybe a lot of businesses and a lot of individuals are now going to permanently work at home. And coming out of the pandemic, a lot of businesses are saying, hey, if you want to continue to work at home, then, you know, whether the business then buys, goes out and buys iPads or, or Macs for their staff and then they work from home or whether individuals are just buying the equipment they need to, to work partly at home or partly at the office and partly at home. That seems to be the most logical reasoning I could see for this like continued push in demand beyond Mm. 2020. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts around that? Yeah. No, I think that's probably right. Like that's been the trend over the past year or so is more people working from home and getting their stuff set up. But I tell you what, looking at these numbers, I know that there's a global uh, chip shortage, but I'm like, wow, maybe Apple's the reason for it. Uh, <laughs> but that that wouldn't be the case though, because they're uh, they're making their own chips now, aren't they? Yeah, well, I mean, th- and and that's interesting that you mentioned that because that's actually what uh, Tim Cook said was the reason for such good sales. So Tim Cook actually said that computer sales specifically that were up 70% were fueled by the switch from Intel chips to Apple's M1 chips for longer battery life. But I don't know. Really? That that, that was his answer to why sales were up 70%. I mean, come on, like at least acknowledge that probably most of that growth is being driven by industry or economic factors, not by the fact that you have better chips now or that yeah. you think, you know what I mean? Like really yeah. 70%. So you really yeah. think that a 70% increase is mostly being driven by people who are waiting for Apple to make their own chip. Nah. <laughs> I just yeah. I just don't think that's like the headline of, of what you should be putting in your report if you're being Probably, honest yeah. about. I wouldn't say it's, yeah, I wouldn't say it's a headline thing. Um, however, that like the M1 chip is apparently these, these, new like MacBooks and everything with the M1 chips in them now are apparently very, very, very good. Right. But, okay. um, but yeah, no, I, I t- I'm totally with you still. Like, <laughs> you, of course, but of course Tim Cook's going to say, oh, I mean, sorry, yeah. Tim Apple. Of course Tim, Tim Apple, Apple's yeah. going to say that. <laughs> I mean, of course he's going to put it down to the work that uh, that his company is doing, you know. It's, it's, yeah. it's nothing to do with increase, you know, people working at home or anything. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's what we've done here at Apple. We've made our product that much much more enticing. We've made iPads 80% more enticing for, for, <laughs> for people uh, because of this M1 chip, you know. It's, computers are 70% better and, and thus we've seen a 70% rise in in sales, you know. What can we say? We're just, we're so good. We're Apple. <laughs> You're still going to buy our products. <laughs> so true though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they've just got such a good position in the market that now that they've got a really good tailwind from the pandemic, mm. uh, 
Yeah, that is, that's well. true, actually. There's definitely one of those businesses that has has a tailwind from the pandemic. Definitely. Well, like I always think of, you know, Zoom and Netflix and those sort of businesses, but it makes sense. Like Apple, for sure, would definitely have a massive tailwind from the from the lockdown and from people working at home. And yeah. I just, yeah, I don't know. I just don't typically think of them when I think of tailwinds from the, from the lockdown, but it makes sense. Yeah, I never thought of them in that way too. And I mean, as these numbers come out and as we get deeper into 2021 and, and maybe even next year, we may continue to see that these businesses actually see sustained increases, not just a short-term increase while people are working at home during the pandemic, but we might actually see sustained increases from people just continuing to work at home and businesses yeah. being like, hey, this isn't that all that bad. I get to save on rent because I can cut down my office space to a quarter. Yeah. People can come in two days a week, one day a week if they want or not at all. And yeah. so we may continue to see businesses <laughs> like Apple post crazy numbers like this. Yeah. You know, just on a tangent, um, my girlfriend was at work the other day and um, <laughs> and the CEO, um, the CEO's having some rant because uh, somebody approved, there's, there's this one that in one of the offices for the mm. company she works at, there's now only one employee that works in the office. <laughs> and so they're paying this rent for this office space. <laughs> and the CEO was having a rant because someone just approved for this employee to work like all of their hours from home. <laughs> so they're literally, I don't know why they're ranting. It's like, great, can't you just ditch that office space? Or maybe they need to keep I, it for some reason or customer. So I don't know, but I, I it's just they, hilarious. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I, I guess that's kind of true because they probably need to keep the office in the event that people who are working from home now suddenly that's just like not a situation while they're at yeah. home so that they need a place for them to actually go so we kind of need to like keep that place i guess but yeah it is it it's is pretty kind of, funny it is that, a weird dynamic that i'm it sure it made me laugh that the ceo's going off because this <laughs> one person that's still coming into the office just got approved to work at home at least we've still got ben ben is still working wait what's that <laughs> wait where's ben no He's going to one day a week. <laughs> Has anybody seen Rhonda? <laughs> oh, dear. There's another Wolf of Wall Street reference. Uh, I chuck one in every week at this rate. Yeah, have you got like a, you got like a notepad open up with all these? Uh... <laughs> yeah. Rhonda! Rhonda! Has anyone seen Rhonda? <laughs> anyway, oh, back dear. to Apple. Anyway, so um, in terms of services, services did continue to grow at a, at a crazy rate. So they reached uh, $17 billion, up 287% year over year. So smaller part of their business, but growing at a crazy rate. Um, and within that services segment, uh, Apple said that they now have 660 million paying subscribers for their services, up 40 million from three months ago, which is- wow really crazy, right? Because Netflix, what do they have? Like 200 and something million paying subscribers. Apple has 660 million. Do they break it down into... It's it's like a different subscription for each service product, isn't it? It's not like you, you don't... Or can you get like family thing where you get or like a, a total access where you get access to everything? I don't, I don't know. I'd have to look into that. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. They just, just recently... And I'm not sure if you can use it yet, but they did announce it in like the last three or six months oh, that they okay. had like some package where you could pay a little bit less and get music like uh, iCloud, fitness and the, their TV, yeah, one, right. their Netflix one. Because I'd be, I'd be interested to see where are most of the subscribers like... How does iCloud compare to Apple Music? I don't, I don't know if they break that down. That's a really down. good point. I would imagine that 
the vast majority of them are just iCloud because iCloud, yeah, iCloud's probably the one where you would get most people sucked into it for like photos and that sort of thing. Music would yeah. probably be second, I would guess, mm. but. Yeah, iCloud can be. I don't know actually how much it is. I, I'm pretty sure it's like a dollar a month if you get like the lowest one. So yep. that's another thing to consider. That's a good point. Like they have 660 million paying subscribers, but how much are they each paying per? Because isn't yeah? Is I was gonna just sorry, just gonna say, isn't like the lowest iCloud subscription like a dollar? Yeah, like uh, a, a dollar sure. a month or something I, like I, that. I'm sure it is. I actually don't know, but I'm sure it's something like that. Something um, like that. It's so, like the most basic, like you need more photos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of something like that. Yeah, but yeah, because so. I would imagine that you're right. I would imagine most people would just be in some like little iCloud subscription that they've forgotten about. Then music, and then, but it's also interesting because I'm like, how many subscribers does Apple TV Plus have? Because they like they make their own original content, don't they? So how can we compare? them to something like a Netflix or a Disney Plus or Amazon uh, Prime Video. Um, yeah, they but they, yeah. they did release numbers once a while ago. I can't remember what they were. They were I just have to look they it up. were yeah. pretty impressive, I remember, but I also remember saying at the time that because whenever you buy an Apple product now like a Mac or an iPhone, you get a year's free of Apple TV Plus. So oh, the number right. is kind of warped by the fact that the inflated. vast the vast majority of people who use it, I would imagine a Using it for free from, from right. getting a free from getting free access, so um, I don't know how that impacts the numbers. Same thing with Amazon Prime; um, they have a lot of deals mm. with manufacturers True. where if you buy something, you get a year free. So kind of warps those numbers relative to Netflix and and Disney Plus, mm. but it will be interesting. And even if you just and even if you just want like Amazon Prime for fast delivery, you get the subs- you get the TV anyway, don't you? you yeah, get the you TV get everything. The, yeah, the um, yeah. Um, okay, is that uh, do we have more to talk about Apple? That that is just ridiculous. That that quarter, holy yeah. smokes! Yeah, I mean they've just done extremely well. They authorized another. <laughs> you find this funny? Ninety billion dollars in share buybacks. Of course, ninety of- billion dollars. <laughs> of course they did. At what? At the market cap of two point two four trillion. Yeah, of course they did. So they're going to continue well, to yeah. Return capital at, the, at this rate of growth. I mean, if they're going to keep growing at you know seventy percent year over year, then they may as well do all the buybacks in the world right now, right? <laughs> may as well. Yeah, may as well. It's cheap now. If you know, if you if you're going to be growing seventy, then eighty, then a hundred percent quarter over quarter, or year over year, or whatever. Then <laughs> uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, of course they're doing a buyback. I wouldn't expect anything less. Yeah, no, that's the true Apple way. <laughs> it is the true Apple way. Let's take this money and let's just throw it up in the air. <laughs> Roll around in it. Throw it to investors. All Do right. you want to improve products? No, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't do no, 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 no. The M1 chip was enough for us. We don't have to do anything more for another five years. Let's just keep rolling around in this massive pile of cash for a bit. Mm. And then in a couple of years, we'll come out with M2. Yeah, and exactly. And it'll be so much better. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll come out with the AirPods Pro Plus Plus. <laughs> the iPhone 15 Plus Max Plus Pro version. <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day. Um, so many businesses, the, adding the plus on the end for, sub- for subscription services must be like- So the, true. It's like the buzzword of like the last five mm. years. Uh, even Walmart has a subscription called Walmart Plus now. Yeah. So, it's it's, it's like funny. the OG um, naming convention was adding pro to the end of a product. 
Right. Yes. Um, like the like the MacBook Pro, mm. you know, or the something something Pro. That was the original. But yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Now at the service in the service field, it seems to be the plus something yeah. something plus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, very dear. good. Oh, All right. right, shall we move on? Yes. Where do you want to go? Should we? Um, do you want to talk? Let's talk through Facebook and okay. then we'll probably run out of time after Facebook, but we'll see how we go because I'm interested in Facebook. Then we'll just leave Google for next week. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll go with that. Yeah. So Facebook right. reported, um, of course, this week, Q1. Thank you, Facebook, for being normal. Q1 2021. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, their numbers are really good. Um, I mean, <laughs> man, a lot of these tech businesses have just been posting crazy numbers. Um, yeah. It's just... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, they've kind of benefited really a lot from this pandemic, which is a really strange thing to say um, for something that was supposed to, well, it was a recession and has deeply impacted a lot of industries and, and individuals. But mm. some of these businesses were just positioned in the right way. And Facebook is one of them. Their revenue came in at $25.4 billion, which was up 46% year over year. Wow. Big growth. It was actually their second best quarter ever. And it was only second to the previous quarter, which was Q4 2020. And Q4, so Facebook's one of those businesses that are very seasonal. So in Q4, mm. when everyone is advertising Christmas presents and, and everyone is buying Christmas presents in Q4, um, the ad rates are through the roof and ad mm. revenue businesses make a ton of money. So, yes. um, and they even almost beat that quarter, which is uh, kind of crazy how how big crazy. this this particular quarter was, not just year over year, but just in of it itself mm. um and of course because they're an ads business it's the the amount of revenue they generate is driven by two things one is how many ads they serve to people and then the price of those ads um it's kind of a yep. two-factored uh calculation there so in terms of what drove that 12 percent of the increase came from the increase in number of ads served so they served more ads to people that either comes okay. from more people using the platform or people staying on the platform longer and being able to see more ads or they're them adding more ads into videos and that sort of thing. But the big driver of revenue was the increase in the price per ad, which went up 30% year over year. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm just trying to think, is is that a 30% year over year increase? Probably. It is. It is year over yeah. year. I'm just thinking, because this brings us back to Q1 of 2020. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, that- no, it was really Q2 of 2020. Remember where there was actually a, um, a quarter where Google and Facebook were saying, yeah, look, advertisers have cut their advertising budget. Yes. So yeah, that was in Q2. Q1 Q2. for Facebook, their revenue was still up 17% from 2019. So, oh, okay, right, this is right. the, the, I did check that because I was curious to, to see, well, how do they how do they see 46% growth? Was it because last year's Q1 was so low? It was terrible, but yeah. It wasn't, that wasn't really the case at all. Um, right. right. But yeah, the, so there you go. 30% increase in price per paid per ad. And so that is quite a legitimate number. That's impressive. It is. And it's, it is kind of crazy. And I mean, that average revenue per user is the figure that's going to drive the majority of growth for Facebook in the future. Because while yes, they, they might see minor increases in the number of users that use their platforms, as we've spoken about many times, their numbers are getting to the point where there's literally not enough people with the internet <laughs> to, mm, yeah. uh, to add them onto it's, the platform. 
It slowed right down. Yeah, exactly. So either people use the services more often, which is also not a trend in Facebook's favor. Everyone's trying to get off Facebook as much as possible or trying to mm. cut back at least. So yeah. what is driving growth is more advertisers <laughs> bidding for ads because the ad rates on Facebook are just so much better than television mm. ads and, and other traditional methods. So um, that drove that increase. Expenses increased uh, just 25%. So whenever you have increases growing, uh, expenses growing at a, at a much smaller rate than revenue, you're going to see some big growth in profits. So net income came in at $9.5 billion, which was up almost 100% year over year. And wow. earnings per share came in at $3.30, which again was up uh, 93% year over year, almost 100% increase. Blows my mind. This stuff blows my mind, like talking about Apple before and Facebook now. They're just big numbers. They're just big, big numbers. I mean, you rewind the clock. I remember you know, reading reading stock market books and whatever, and they're like, oh, you know, if you can see double-digit growth, then that's awesome, you know, <laughs> if you can see like over 10%. And this is like a 94% year-over-year growth. It's like, what? It's ridiculous. And you're right. Going back to your point, I mean, these companies are- are so large. They're some of the biggest companies in the world. Facebook, um, Apple. Apple is like probably almost the biggest company in the world. Um, but they're they're not. It's their 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 business model might be mature, mm. but there's no maturity in their earnings. I mean, it's just crazy how. And it makes sense why people say, how can they still be classed as growth stocks? I mean, they're like the biggest companies in the world. I mean, Facebook has essentially captured everybody that they're going to possibly capture. Mm. Um, but it's still classed as a growth stock. And I mean, these numbers show you that, yeah, that that is justified, you know? It is. It's ridiculous because, as you said, there's such a big business, but they're also pulling revenue away from like so many other businesses. <laughs> so like they're pulling so much revenue away from traditional network television shows oh, that yeah. were or television networks that were advertising. And all of that revenue is getting kind of from all of these different networks around the world is getting funneled into Google and Facebook. <laughs> and mm, as a result, yeah. it reduces, it creates these two behemoth businesses that can t- continue to grow at a crazy rate. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's so true. It's like, the, yeah, they've got like a big vacuum cleaner just... <laughs> yeah. That is like <laughs> sucking it all up. <laughs> yeah. No, that's hilarious. It's so true though. It's so true. And that's why we get, you know, crap like the news media bargaining code. It's just like news news uh, companies just having a cry because yeah. they lost. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just insane. It is yeah. just insane. It really is. Mm. All right, we better talk about some of their uh, user numbers because uh, oh, okay. it's obviously super important for Facebook. Daily active users came in at 1.88 billion, which was up 8% year over year, so still growing. Monthly active users, $2.85 billion, up 10% year over year. Again, still going quite well. In terms of their mm. family of apps, so not just looking at Facebook, now looking at everything, their daily users came in at $2.72 billion, which is up 15% wow. year over year. So even though Facebook's uh, growth specifically has kind of slowed to single digits in terms of users um, mm. as, as a group, including Instagram, WhatsApp, and that sort of thing, still growing at a crazy rate. Um, and the number of people who use any of those apps at least once per month came in at uh, 3.45 billion, which again up 15% mm. year over year. Crazy numbers. Yeah, crazy numbers. Crazy, crazy. 
I mean, that's almost what month, monthly monthly users on the family of apps three point four five billion. That's yeah. almost half of the world. Yeah, and, and we spoke about this last week. I think we did a Google search for how many people have access to the internet, and it yeah. was three quarters of the world of of people who you who have access to the internet use one of Facebook's apps, <laughs> which is just this yeah. is ridiculous. Three out of four people who have access to the internet using one of those apps is uh, doesn't even make any sense. That's just insane. Mm. So, 3.45, 3.45 divided by, where's the Earth's population? 7.6, no, 7.7, 7.7. Oh, 45%. Yeah. 45% of the world's population are using one of Facebook's apps at least monthly. Yeah. And even to make that number Ooh. even, like, to make it just fair at all, you would want to remove may- maybe people who don't have access to the internet, but maybe you want to include them. But you definitely want to in- exclude people who are, like, under the age of 10, which would be mm. a big chunk of the population. And, uh, mm. a- a- yeah, true. and then, they, you know, you wouldn't include them in a number like that. So True, actually. When, when do people get Facebook accounts? It's 13, I think, is the, is the age of it. So, yeah, you eliminate the Earth's population of people that are under the age of 13 to get a truer sense. And that, mm. <laughs> that's, that's bonkers. Yeah. I wonder how many people oh, I have to look that up later. But maybe I'll try and get that done next week. Mm. We'll come back and figure it out. Um, but, yeah, wowee. Wowee. Um, actually, there's one thing I wanted to bring up mm. that um, that you might know something about. During the week, I was talking to Jason. He was saying that the iOS. You remember how there's mm. the Apple were getting cranky, and they wanted to uh, they wanted to help their you know customers better protect their ID and have less data harvesting. Mm. Um, do you, do you know what what happened with that? Yeah. So the so- Facebook was sorry. Facebook was going to be heavily impacted from this iOS update, wasn't it? Yes. So, so in this update, one of the main changes that, that Facebook was quite worried about was that now that this update is out, I think it came into effect this week, um, users are now required to actually opt in to tracking with apps. So basically when you open uh, Facebook, uh, a little pop-up will come up. You, you know, when you nowadays, when you go into an app that requires your location, you get a pop-up that says, do you allow it while I'm using the app or all the time yes. or, or never yeah. or something like that? Now you're going to get a pop-up in regards to Facebook tracking. Uh, well, any app tracking, but Facebook is probably the most, the, well, the one we're talking about right now. Um, and yeah, I guess uh, if a lot of people opt out of that, it's just going to make targeted advertising a lot less effective. So what Facebook mm. does is for part of their ads is is called network uh, uh, network audience advertising or something like that. And that basically allows them to advertise or allows businesses to advertise through Facebook, but to advertise to iPhone users while they're using other apps. So if you're playing a game um, and an app comes up during that game, Facebook can targeted advertise to you. Yeah. And ads like that will not be able to be served um, if that's the case. And there will just be less tracking from Facebook in terms of tracking what apps you're using and, and, and other things when you use your phone. Um, and Apple is is positioning themselves as saying, hey, this is just us protecting our, our users. Yeah. Facebook thinks it's uh, targeted at uh, Facebook uh, as a bit of a as a bit of a dig. Um, Facebook being uh, quite upset that uh, Apple continues to take thirty percent of their marketplace sales that are done through the app, <laughs> even though Facebook <laughs> takes zero percent from those sales. Wow. Okay. Um, okay. And uh, yeah. So it is. 
yeah, I mean, what the true intention is, I, I, I like that people have more choice with whether they want to be tracked or not. Um, mm. But I mean, yeah, ultimately, I, I think it will it will hurt a lot of businesses because someone made a good point to me the other day, which was that Facebook, you're still going to get served ads. The ads are not going to go away, yeah. right? It's just that you will get different types of ads. It's just whether you will get ads that are targeted to your interests and they're less mm. intrusive or whether you'll just get broad ads that don't require targeting like political yep. ads. That's, yep. that's pretty much, you'll get served political ads if you if you turn this off. Look, yeah, and, and to be perfectly honest, there's, there's a case to be made there where I'd probably prefer to see ads about video games or about, you know, Tesla accessories as opposed to, you know, something like a some random political ad that, you know, I would never vote for that person in a million years kind of thing. I mean, that's another argument is that, you know, yes, I, I, I totally understand that people don't want their data to be, you know, sucked up and, and used, used, I don't know, used to target them with ads. But at the same time, it's it's really used to make those ads relevant to you. So it's like things that you might be interested in. So there is like an element of, okay, that's actually probably better than just getting served crap that I just don't want to hear about, you know? Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think I think people don't realize how less intrusive it is to see ads that a lot of the time that are that are related to what interests you have. <laughs> it, it's actually you actually notice far more. You notice the ads far more if they're things that are just not if they're not interesting to you. They oh, they course. kind of shock yeah. you. They're like, oh, why is this an ad? Why am I getting this yeah. ad? Kind of thing. So yeah, I don't know. There are some ads that I get um, on Twitter when I'm scrolling. Um, and sometimes actually sometimes Instagram where they're almost just like memes and they make me laugh. It's like, I don't click on them, but I, yeah. it would be like some meme. And I'm like, huh, that's funny. And I'll just keep scrolling. I mean, in that instance, then I, I scroll past them like, hang on, that was actually just like a positive ad experience. <laughs> what the heck? Like that is, that's just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I would much rather scroll past an ad, have a laugh at a meme and then keep scrolling than see, oh, vote for Clive Palmer and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. We're going to mine the planet and you're going to love it, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I certainly think it's good that people have the choice to opt in or out. Um, but uh, yeah, having this pop-up may, uh, may do some damage to to Facebook's business. So we'll, we'll, we won't, apparently we're not going to see the impacts of that until Q3, Q4. So yeah. um, we will just have to wait and see for that one. Is that all we got to talk about for Facebook there? That's pretty much it. Yeah. That's pretty much it. And we are pretty much out of time. Said mm. 20 past, you need to run? Yep. Got to run. Yep. All right. Cool. Um, yeah. Apologies for the podcast being <laughs> a little bit uh, shorter today, but um, at least we, we still got 45 minutes in. I mean, that's pretty good. That's roughly what we yeah. normally do. So mm. um, so they are three. That's Facebook and Apple and Tesla. Uh, thanks very much for, for tuning in as always. Um, and we'll be back. We'll talk about Google next week and a whole host of other companies, I am sure, plus some other stock market news. Um, but we got to run. So thank you guys very much for listening in. We hope you enjoyed the episode, albeit it was a little bit short, uh, a little bit focused on just earnings. But um, <laughs> yeah, thanks very much for tuning in. Thank thanks, Hamish, as always for joining me thanks, thanks to share share site for sponsoring and we'll see you guys next week see you guys